Hey everybody, Joe Scavato here. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to bonus month. Throughout the month of August, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently, bringing you different conversations than what you're used to all around this theme of our summer series called By Faith. I'm so excited for you to listen to today's episode as you're going to hear from some of our Chapel Street kids team as they discuss what it looks like to parent by faith. They're going to talk about creating intentional moments to have faith conversations with your kids, whatever stage of life that they're in. They're going to talk about struggles they face, mistakes that they've made, and they're going to give practical tips for what it looks like to truly parent by faith. As a new parent myself, I loved this conversation. I'm sure you will too. Enjoy. Welcome to this bonus episode of the For Where You Are podcast brought to you by Chapel Street Church. My name is Sarah Rosenthal, and today we are talking about parenting. Our current sermon series is called By Faith, so we're going to talk about how to parent by faith in different stages. Today, I'm joined by Becky Chenault, who is the director of Chapel Street Kids, and Libby Tate, who is the director of Chapel Street Kids at our Mill Creek campus, and Libby also has a special role as she leads our family ministry catalyst. Hi, Becky and Libby. Hey. Hi, Sarah. Before we get started, I just want to hear a little bit about your heart as a mom, and if you could tell me a little bit about your families. Libby, do you want to start? Sure. I'm the mama of five kids. My oldest is 24, and we go down to 12. Um, So we really spread out our parenting and have um, had kids at several different stages of growing up um, for several years. So it's it's a joy and a challenge to be in all those different stages. And I, um, this is Becky, and I'm the mom of four girls. So Kenner just, my youngest, just graduated from high school. So um, we're done with the school age, school age kids. And then I have um, um, Claire, Katie, Claire, and Chloe, who are all older. They go from 18 to 25, I think. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so we're going to talk about parenting and what intentional moments could look like. We kind of have talked about intentional moments Um, that you can spend with your family talking about faith and and routines that you can create. So we're going to talk about kind of each stage. So Becky, do you want to lead us off of what intentional moments could look like with your kids and your family when your kids are babies and kind of the preschool aged? I did love um, being a mama of babies and preschoolers. Those um, hold some great memories for me. And um, we always said that the that the days were long, but the years flew by. And I know young mamas get sick of hearing that story, but it is so true. Um, So I would say that intentional faith parenting, um, when you have babies and and little preschoolers, um, the routines actually are probably easier with the younger the kids are. They can happen um, just at every diaper change, you know, speaking um, a word of truth or a word of blessing over your baby or your toddler or um, reading Bible stories, playing playing um, fun scripture memory songs. Um, all of those things create routine and give your child really a, a, the basis for their, their growing faith. That's what I would say. Yeah, I would too. I think during that time of life, you get a lot more time with your children. It's very mm-hmm. concentrated um, versus them going off to school and doing so many activities. And so developing those intentional faith moments within your normal day can be a lot easier. Playing the music, like Becky said, and we always had a lot of um, success of just focused attention, just two or three minutes at the breakfast table. We would read Bible stories, and uh, it was just like they would eat their Cheerios, and I would read a Bible 
story and then we'd, we'd had a moment. So it was, I enjoyed those times too. That's awesome. And then so as kids kind of grow up a little bit more, they're elementary aged, what did moments look like that for you with your family, Libby? Yeah, so we I, I have to say we continued the Bible reading at breakfast until my boys hit about school age, and then it was, they had no attention for that. They were off and running, so we had to figure out some different things. Definitely, you spend more time in the car once they start to get to elementary age, so taking time in the car to, um, to play worship music, to look outside and see a beautiful sunset, and just point out that God made that sunset, and how blessed we are that we get to see that. Um, as kids begin to go through some relationship struggles of constantly trying to point them towards Jesus and praying with them during those years of um, sh showing them how faithful God really is, uh, those, were, those were important in our, in our story. I think one of the most prevalent things in our elementary part of our lives uh, when my kids were growing up were, was my son was just born and my husband lost his job. So we had four, we had four kids at the time. Uh, and I remember our families um, and others, you know, really saying, you know, you want to protect your kids from, from this difficulty. You want to put a bubble around them, try not to let them be part of this. And we felt God was really pulling us to take a different point of view on that. And so we began to share everything with them. I mean, everything within reason, of course, about uh, what the process was and how we were sad that dad didn't have a job, but that God was going to be faithful. And mm -hmm. so we began to just go through the process. If he interviewed for something and it didn't come through, allowing them to feel some of that disappointment with us, mm -hmm. but continually, and it helped us as well, to keep our eyes focused, that God would be faithful, that we would get to the other side of this. Uh, and and the day he lost his job, I remember we went and we bought a cake and or made a cake and um, just declared God's faithfulness. And then when Matt got a job six months later, we had a, another cake and declared that faithfulness. And I would say it was really a powerful tool, even to us, to see how God continued to work through that faithfulness and taught us to trust God that he was going to show our kids how beautifully faithful he is. Yeah, I think that's beautiful, too, because I think kids can pick up when something is wrong, but don't know how to necessarily articulate that. So opening space to talk about disappointment, I think, is really huge in, in them being able to process that alongside of you mm -hmm. as a family going through that. And life can get really messy, and I feel like a big messy time can be middle and high school years mm -hmm. when there's so much relational, so much identity, so many struggles that kind of come up in that time. Uh, Becky, do you want to talk a little bit about what that could look like when your kids are in middle and high school? Sure. Um, yeah, they, they weren't easy years. Yeah. All of us struggle. And um, I think being open and honest about that with, with other moms and um, with your spouse and with Jesus um, is so important. But um, I think one of the, the things that I wish I would have done better, honestly, when they were in middle school and high school is listen. Um, and listening in the small things as well as the big things, because to them, I think I read this somewhere recently, they're all big things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and not always just listening, um, preparing in my mind, you know, my solution for them, but simply listening and um, with my heart and trying to point them to Jesus, um, 
pointing them always to prayer is what I wish that I would have remembered to do even even more. Um, but the routines in middle school and high school did look different. I remember some some sweet times in the car, like Libby said, whether you, um, we would drive, we were, I was driving my kids then, we didn't live here, so I was driving my kids, and um, I would just have a thing that I would say, um, we would, we would just pray, I would just pray for them out loud, and many times it was the same words that I prayed every day, and it did become routine, and um, if they were driving, when they started driving on their own, I would try to walk them to the door and um, just say the same words over them. Um, you know, I would say, you know, be kind and um, shine Jesus's love today and look for somebody who needs a friend. And um, those, those words did become routine. And, but at some point routine becomes ingrained, you know, and it becomes um, familiar territory. So um, I think, I think um, again, um, the, the blessing, speaking God's word over your kids, um, will not go wasted. So, you know, even if it's the same word that you speak every day and routines start somewhere, it just starts in one day. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, the, every, you know, every, every night, a 15 minute devotion or, but it can, it can be 30 seconds in the morning and, um, speaking God's word over, over your kids. So that's kind of what our, um, I, I wish maybe that our routine had looked a little more intentional, but, but that's, that's where we were at that time. And, um, so I, yeah, I do want to say that as I'm sitting here talking, I, I kind of feel like an imposter sometime, except mm-hmm. I'm not an imposter as a mom. Mm-hmm. I really am a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am the director of Chapel Street Kids, but I just want to be very clear that today we're just talking mm-hmm. as um, mamas who have who have done our best. We've mm-hmm. messed up. We've had some hard days, um, hard months, hard years. But um, but here we are still um, loving our kids, our adult kids, and striving, really. I know... Mm-hmm. Um, on the kids team, we do um, strive to point our kids to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's funny you said that because I always said, has have said since the kids were little, God is with you. So I would mm-hmm. send them off everywhere they go and they get out of the car. God is with you. And this morning I would dropped my 16 year old son off at football practice and he had all his pads and his helmet and there's all these gigantic boys around and I'm yelling out the door, God is with you. God is with you. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> so, like it's still, it just, it wouldn't feel right without saying that. Yeah. But you're right. It, it, it's ingrained. Yeah. They know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there can be pressure on parents to feel like they're perfect, to feel like they have to um, be that. And I think it was beautiful what you said, Becky, about pointing your kids to Jesus. And mm-hmm. you said God is with you. Like w- as parents, I'm not a parent myself, but I recognize that you feel a weight of wanting to be there to protect your kids, feeling fear over what they're walking into. And that can feel overwhelming when you actually can't control any of those things. Right. And there were, you know, to be clear, there were days when I would speak that blessing over them and that's, you know, we weren't on speaking terms necessarily. You know, we had had a big fight or they were fighting with each other or um, things weren't calm in the house. Um, but the name of Jesus is powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, so for them to, again, have a have a 
the, the firm foundation, knowing that families are messy and relationships are hard and God is always good. Yeah, and so the next stage we're going to talk about is young adults. And I think you made a post, Becky, when your kid graduated from high school that you're like, I'm done parenting because <laughs> all of those <laughs> stages <laughs> were done. <laughs> but yeah. as we know, you need your parents your whole life and you never really end being parents. So now that you both are in that stage with some of your kids in the young mm-hmm. adult phase, what does that look like? What does intentional moments look like when your kids have now become adults? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um, that routine is different because you don't have the everyday necessarily. You're not sitting down to meals together and you're not, um, you don't have um, the quantity of time that you had when they were little, but you do all, you have seasons that you're with them, you know, holidays. And um, so, so routine can also happen then. Um, I think Chapel Street um, Next Gen team does a really good job of equipping families at the holidays, you know, at, um, at Advent or at Easter with with materials to to lead your family and in intentional you know in, in having intentional um, parenting moments and family time so trying to be intentional or um, on vacation you know maybe you still take vacation together and and having you know um, in making sure that you schedule prayer time or just a Bible reading as part of your um, of your vacation schedule is a way to to continue continue um, faith parenting by faith with with the routines mm-hmm. so I think that's so good and another thing I would just suggest is that always reminding your children no matter what age that that they are is that you're praying for them mm-hmm. so continuing yes. to let your young adult child know I am praying for you and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be receptive to that and sometimes they won't but um, it goes it goes into their hearts the other the other thing I would say that kind of comes full fold when you get to young adulthood and it depends on your relationship with each each child because it's different but realizing that God often builds our children through adversity Mm. and difficulty. And as I look through the baby stage all the way to young adults, um, my children who walk with the Lord have gone through some really difficult trials that I could not protect them from, but God was with them Mm -hmm. and he was steady and they saw that he was the only thing that was sustaining them at that time. And so as parents, we want to protect and and shield, but it sometimes gets in the way of allowing God to show himself to our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And as young adults, I can really see that in my, in my kids, there are things that they have to work through. And I, I think now because they've worked through things from a young age, as they've realized God is is with them. He's mm-hmm. going to be with them through that no matter what. I'm kind of thinking about the parent that's listening right now and feeling like they failed or where do they start or their kid has kind of gone through some of these phases and they weren't as intentional as they could mm-hmm. have been. What would you say to the parent that's thinking that right now? 
I would say you haven't failed. You're, it's it's a lifelong process to parent your children. And I would probably recommend you start with prayer. Just start praying for your child just every day. Just, Lord, protect them. Watch over them. May they feel your love today. Mm-hmm. Um, start, starting there. And then beginning to think about moments where the intentional moments, depending on their life stage, of where you can start to build in a little bit of these habits or just a, a, a phrase here and there and, and communicate that love, the love that you have for Jesus, and show the kids that 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 is where their love for them comes from. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it can feel awkward, I think, if you feel like, oh, golly, you know, I've gotten my kids 13 or 15, and we, have, we haven't had enough faith conversations. Um, it can feel awkward, but routines start somewhere. It just starts in a day. And so that's what I would say. Just start today. And knowing that um, of all the times or places when we could have been born, God has chosen you for today with this family, with these kids. And um, he will equip you for the work that he has prepared for you to do starting today. So um, that's what I would say, that we all mess up. I have, I have more mess ups than I can count. Um, we... We're talking, the girls and I were talking about a trip that we took. I can't remember, a vacation. And um, when I look at it, I remember um, fights in the car. And I remember, um, you know, um, lots and lots and lots of discipline and frustration. But when they um, were telling the memories that they have from that trip, it wasn't any of that. And... um, So you are doing a good job. That's what I would say. Um, Again, like Libby said, pray and start today. Little things matter, and you can do this. We are um, we as Chapel Street Kids team um, and Next Gen Ministries are here to support. But don't underestimate the influence that you, as a parent, um, has in the in the life of your child. You know, there have been tons and tons of studies that show that you are the primary influencer of your child's faith. They are looking at you um, when they just see you open your Bible, when they see you choose um, choose praise music over over something else, when you when they see you investing in your faith and um, it it matters. So don't underestimate um where you are right now and start today. Yeah, thinking you mentioned, you know, the kids team, the next gen team being people who support on that um, journey. I think there's also a village of people Mm -hmm. that is represented in every kid of people who poured into them, Sunday school teachers, Mm -hmm. D group leaders, youth pastors. Um, Do you have any examples of times in your family's lives that those people showed up for you? I knew um, during middle school, one of my daughters was going through a really difficult time and and, um, had struggled with an eating disorder. And so just coming to her middle school pastor and, and bringing that into the light so that he could be praying about that and watch for that. Uh, it brought so much support to me as well as to my daughter. Um, and and being careful about who you share that with, but knowing that there are people in their lives that hold them as a treasure, just like God holds us as a treasure um, and will care for them through 
difficult times was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we were struggling as a family with with um, a daughter, and um, it was coming up on her 21st birthday, and um, I remember reaching out to um, just golly, I'm going to cry. Um, tons of people who had, who had loved her through the years, D group leaders and, um, Sunday school teachers and pastors and, um, just texted them, Hey, would you pray? And, um, and they did quite obviously, because in just a matter of a couple of weeks, um, God began to do a work in her life. And, um, we are able to sing today of the goodness Mm -hmm. of God and we'll continue to do so. So yes, it is um it is so important to um to place your child um um in the path of the holy one and for them to um to know where where they can fall when when things are hard. Um that's what we're doing as when we bring them to church because I know I know getting to church is hard, but but that's what we're doing when we when we make the effort to invest and get them here on Sunday mornings and bring them to to the activities and to keep them involved in the life of the church. Sometimes it can feel like just another thing, but it's not just another thing. This is the main thing. It's different than school. What they experience here, um, we strive to make it transformational, not, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, what they learn here is different than what they learn Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. It's, it's different because, um, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, um, in, in them. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing those things about your family. And I think for myself and for people maybe who are listening to this, who don't have kids of their own, that is an invaluable place that you can be is to pour into other people and to be poured into and I don't know I just think there might be somebody listening that needs a little bit of push that just Mm -hmm. because you don't have your family that you thought you would have Mm -hmm. that there are people who need you and there are people that you need and um, I know in my life the people who have brought me in as a daughter or a sister and then now as my friends have had kids being an aunt figure to mm-hmm. people has just been really beautiful. And I think, um, yeah, sometimes life doesn't go the way that you think it will and it won't doesn't look like the way it is. But those moments, those consistent moments of showing up for people. And I think I'm the first one in line of not being perfect. But no, you're not expected to be perfect because mm-hmm. only God is perfect. And we just get to love each other. Mm-hmm. And um I'm grateful for both of your families and just, um, yeah, the intentionality that you have. And I think the more we talk about the hard things, the Mm -hmm. more we don't pretend that we're perfect is when the true stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Hearing the hard parts that happen in each other's lives brings us together and and I think is one way that we fight against the the challenges that come up is that we're honest and we let people come in. We cry when we get to church and don't Mm -hmm. pretend that it's fine. moments that that people have done that even in our ministry has been just beautiful moments that we get to just show up um yeah so for people who feel like they're not perfect just show up just come join join us join us yes we're doing this work and there's so many places you can do it Mm -hmm. um 
So thanks so much, Libby and Becky, for sharing. And I think that's it for our bonus episode today. Thanks so much for listening to the For Where You Are podcast. Make sure that you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share this with a friend if it has helped you in your faith journey. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.